If you are a currently licensed dealer in the state of Texas, I'm going to give you a quick compliance review just to make sure that you are maintaining compliance because we want to make sure that no matter what, you never have your revenue stream interrupted with the license suspension or some huge fine. So if you want a quick compliance review on how to operate your dealership in the state of Texas, then this is the podcast for you. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Hello, everyone. I'm Dallas Johnson. I am the lead instructor of the Automobile Dealer Training Association, and we are approved by the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles to provide your renewal training if you were licensed for the first time after September 1st of 2009. We're also approved to provide the six-hour pre-license course as well. So I always want to make sure that you got some updated contact information. Obviously, you've been running a dealership. You are aware that dealers are regulated by the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles Motor Vehicle Division. And they have what is known as the dealer licensing section that works full-time in Austin. And, you know, they're going to process your dealer license renewal. And we're going to cover that in your renewal course if you're required to take that course. But I always want to make sure that you've got their contact information. Their direct phone number, 888-368-4689. Once again, their phone number with any questions you might have is 888-368-4689. And I want to make sure that you're aware, maybe you've been licensed for a year or two, maybe you've been licensed for 20 years, there is really no such thing as a stupid question in our business. Okay, the only stupid question is the one that you didn't ask. So you want to make sure that you got this phone number, 888-368-4689. You can reference that at any time. We've also got a great email system that we can refer to. It's askdmv at txdmv.gov. Once again, the dealer support email address is going to be askdmv at txdmv.gov. Okay, and uh, we're going to go over that contact information. If you do decide to choose us to become your dealer licensed training partner, you can always... uh, Enroll in that training at texasdealers.com. Just click that blue button at the very top of any page, and we're going to do our very best to assist you and ensure that you're maintaining compliance so you never have an interruption of your revenue. Okay, so I definitely want you to be aware of that. But, you know, I want you to be aware if you got your license for the first time after September 1st of 2009, the governor signed Senate Bill 604, which requires most persons that were obtaining their license for the first time after September 1st of 2019 to take a one-time three-hour renewal course. Now, maybe you were licensed, maybe you were licensed for 10 years, but you let your license expire a couple of times, and maybe you were licensed before 2009, and then you got your license and have had it for seven years since then or something like that. If you've got more than 10 years of experience, you are actually not required to take this course, okay? But you can call a licensing specialist, and they'll tell you your exact uh, licensure term. Uh, once again, that number is 888-368-4689. Or you could submit documentation, maybe an old dealer's license that shows that you have 10 years or more experience. Now, if you were licensed for the first time after September 1st of 2009, then you are going to have to take a one-time three-hour renewal course, okay? So, you know, it's kind of like if you have a real estate license, you can make a lot of money with that. So the state of Texas requires you to take training before you can renew your real estate license. If you have an insurance license, you can make a lot of money with those, and you got to take training before you can renew your insurance license. So they have made this a very business-friendly uh, renewal training. It's not a continuing education training. It's not continuing ed. You do not have to take training every year or two uh, to renew your license. It's a one-time, very business-friendly renewal training course. It's a renewal training course. It's not continuing ed because it's not continuing ed that comes out every year. So 
You know, I'm assuming that you currently have your license, and I'm assuming that you're making some pretty good money. Otherwise, uh, you know, you would not be considering taking this renewal course or viewing this renewal compliance. But uh, even if you're not required, uh, you know, that $99 course that you can enroll in here, I think you will find it very informative. Okay, I think, uh, you know, most dealers that we train, even dealers that have been licensed for several years, don't even realize they are not in compliance at all. So let's go ahead and give you, I want to give you a compliance review here. You know, so that state, the state does require that you take that renewal training if, uh, if you have been licensed for less than 10 years on September 1st of 2019, which means if you were licensed for the first time after September 1st of 2009. Okay. So, uh, you know, I want to give you a quick review of the requirements that are you're required to maintain throughout your licensure period. So I want to repeat this important statement. These requirements must be maintained throughout your entire licensure period. So if you have a dealer's license in the state of Texas, then you have to maintain these requirements. And by the way, it is the dealer's responsibility to maintain all license requirements, including your premise requirements throughout your entire licensure term. So I'm going to give you a quick review of requirements that apply to all independent motor vehicle GDN holders in the state of Texas. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Okay, let's talk about your criminal history. Before you renew your dealer's license, the Texas Department of Motor... Let me try that one more time. (laughs) Okay. Before you renew your dealer's license, the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles, there, I got it out right that time, must review your criminal history and the criminal history of all owners and managers that are listed on your license. So all owners and managers must disclose all offenses, including any offense that occurred during the previous licensing period. So both convictions and those that result in what is known as an adjudication in any jurisdiction. That's any jurisdiction. Okay. Now, just to let you know, the existence of a criminal history does not automatically disqualify you from renewing your license. So they will evaluate everything on a case by case basis. But when you are completing the information while you're renewing your license through the e-licensing system, which we cover uh, in your course as well, You've got to answer all questions correctly, not only for yourself, but for each owner and manager that is listed on your dealer license application. I want you to be very aware, if you make any false statements during your application process, your renewal process, you may have your dealer license renewal denied. You may also face criminal prosecution. So if you are an owner or you are another owner or manager, have criminal history, court records have to be submitted with your dealer license renewal. And, you know, just as a side note, these records can usually be obtained by contacting the district court or the county in which that offense occurred. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. I also want to give you a quick review of your business building requirements. Lots of dealers are not in compliance with their business building requirements. So uh, even in your course, I mean, we're going to cover this extensively. And through the development of this course over the last two years, we've actually been working on uh, this training, worked on it for over two years before it was even um, approved by the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles. So please read our reviews. This is extensive training, and you'll find that many licensed dealers that take our training realize they were not in compliance. So this little $99 course can save you a lot more than that in in fines and also with license suspension. So let's talk about your business building. I want to give you a quick review of your business building requirements. Your building must either be owned, or if the building is leased, the lease must be for at least two years. So 
You can never have a lease that's less than two years. This is a very common violation. So you got to have an office in that building for the operation of your dealership. And by law, your office must include at minimum a desk, two chairs, internet access, and a working telephone listed in your dealership name. I want to repeat that very important statement. The office in your dealership must include at minimum a desk, two chairs, internet access, and a working telephone that's listed in your dealership name. As I stated, not maintaining office compliance is a very common violation for dealers, okay? And by the way, your dealership phone number can never, ever be shared with another dealer. You must have your own phone number. The Internet access that you are required to have, it can be wireless, so they want you to be aware of that. You don't have to have that um, that old cable coming in or whatever. You can't have wireless. If you share your location with another business, you must have your own office area. A dealer may not share their office area with any other business whatsoever. And as a side note, the state does allow up to four retail dealers to operate out of one building and up to eight wholesale dealers to operate out of one building. But as, as that's being said, remember, retail dealers and wholesale dealers may never share a building. You can have four retail dealers in one building and up to eight wholesale dealers in one building, but a retail dealer and a wholesale dealer may never, ever share the same building. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. I now want to give you a quick overview of your required display area. So your display area must be of sufficient size to display at least five of the vehicles for the type for which your license is issued. So you got to have five spaces for the vehicle type for which your license is issued, okay? If you're only a motorcycle dealer, you need to have at least five spaces that would hold mo- that are big enough to hold motorcycles. If you're, you know, selling used cars, then you have to have five spaces that are large enough to hold used cars. Now, on the side note, let's say you're selling semi-trucks. Well, then you need five spaces to hold at least five semi-trucks. So you need to have display area that shows that you can show at least five vehicles of the type for which your license is issued. And those spaces must be reserved exclusively exclusively for the retail dealer's inventory and may never be shared or intermingled with another business or public parking area or driveway to the office or another dealer's display area. I'm sure you're probably aware of this, but you know, dealer inventories can never be intermingled and you can never share a display lot or display area with another licensed dealer, okay? Your retail sales area must be kept separate from any wholesale vehicles being held for resale. So let's say you're taking a trade on that real junk vehicle for that vehicle you just sold on your lot, and you don't want that junk vehicle to be sold or even be uh, associated with your dealership, and you're going to take it down to the dealer auction. You need to keep wholesale vehicles separate from retail. So the state is very clear. Retail vehicles must be kept separate from wholesale vehicles, and also retail and salvage inventory needs to be kept separate as well. So they did change that law. Retail dealers are allowed to operate as a salvage dealer now without a separate salvage license, but you have to have a sales tax number and a special number uh, by the National Motor Vehicle Title Information System if you're going to be a salvage dealer in addition to holding a retail license. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. I want you to be very aware, a retail if a retail dealer you know, shares an area or parking area with another business, the dealer must be, the, the inventory's got to be complete, completely separate. So let's say you've got this huge parking lot and you're in some strip mall or something like that. You have to have what's called a physical barrier that separates your parking from either a 
neighboring businesses, customer parking, or maybe you're next door to another dealer. There's no law that says you can't do that, but you got to make sure your inventory is physically separated, okay? And 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 just want to ensure that your lot is physically separated from any other neighboring businesses, customer parking. They also want to make sure that, uh, you know, one of your neighboring businesses customer never parks on your display area, and then one of your customers thinks that vehicle is for sale. Well, this is confusion that the state wants you to avoid. So always make sure, you know, if you've got a neighboring business, make sure their customers never, ever park on your display area, okay? And on a side note, again, if you operate your dealership at night, state law requires that your display area is illuminated. So if you do operate at night, state law does say that you have to have your display area illuminated. Got to have lighting on the display area if you're operating at night. Dealers can have a display area that's not part of the law. And I'm going to talk about that. The display area must be located at the retail dealer's business address or right next to the dealership's address. A storage area that's not right next to your dealer's retail address is allowed only if there's no public access and no sales activity occurs at the storage lot. So the state does allow you to have a storage lot that's at another location, but you could never have any type of retail sales activity there. So let's say you got your retail address and you got a, you got a customer there at your retail license location. And maybe they tell you they want a Chevy Silverado and you don't have any right there on the retail lot, but you do have one in your storage inventory. You would never be allowed to just take that person over and have sales activity and show them that Silverado at your storage lot. Okay. You can't have any type of sales activity at a storage lot. So you, or maybe, maybe a salesperson would have to go get that Chevy Silverado, take it from the storage facility and then bring it over to your retail license location. Remember retail, any type of sales activity at a storage lot is never permissible. And, uh, Got to have no public access to that storage lot, and you can't have a sign with your dealership name and telephone number at that storage lot if you want, okay? Now, uh, just to keep that in mind, remember, retail sales activity can only take place at your license location. So I really want to stress this for a second because this is a very common violation with huge fines, okay? Dealers' retail sales activity can only take place at the license location. So let's talk about this for a minute. Let's say your dealership lot is in downtown Austin and someone just outside the city finds your vehicle for sale on the internet, okay? And, you know, they might tell you they can't make it downtown Austin, the traffic's too bad. Uh, Can you bring that and show it to them at this parking lot at the mall near their home? Absolutely not. You can never, ever show that vehicle at a non-licensed location, okay? Conducting any type of retail sales activity away from your licensed location is a big violation of the law, very common violation of the law as well. So always be sure to explain to your customers that the state does not allow you to show your vehicles at a location away from your dealership. They're going to have to make it to your lot, and the retail sales activity must only take place at your licensed location, you know? So keep this in mind. Uh, A lot of dealers are not complying with this law. So that has to be done. Retail sales activity must only take place at your retail uh, dealership lot. And as a side note, wholesale vehicle dealers are, of course, exempt from the display area requirement. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Business sign, business sign. Make sure you've always got your business sign posted. You know, as a reminder, the name on your sign must be at least six inches high or larger, and your sign must match the exact name that, as your dealership is listed, not only on your dealer license renewal application, but on your dealer surety bond as well. Be sure the letters in your dealership name meet all the minimum height requirements under Texas law. you got to have that sign because the state does want your business to be identified as 
a dealership. So make sure you got your business sign in at least six inches high or larger letters. Business hours. A lot of dealers aren't aware of your business hour requirements. So I want to, I want to discuss those with you. Okay. A retail dealer must be open at least four days a week for at least four consecutive hours per day. A wholesale dealer must be open at least two days per week for at least two consecutive hours a day. I want to repeat that. A retail dealer in the state of Texas must be open at least four days a week for at least four consecutive hours per day. A wholesale dealer in Texas must be open at least two days per week for at least two consecutive hours a day. Now, your business hours must be prominently displayed near the entrance of your building. And each dealer, if you're operating multiple dealerships out of the same building, each dealer must post their own business hours if that business building is shared or even with another business. And your business hours must be posted even if you share it with another business or a dealership. The dealership must be open and staffed during the posted hours of operation. I want to repeat that, okay? The dealership must be open and staffed during your posted hours of operation. So your dealership needs to either be staffed by an owner or a bona fide employee. If for some reason you're not able to staff that dealership during the posted hours due to some emergency or special circumstance, you must post a sign that states the date and time that you will return. So, If a dealer ever changes the hours, you actually don't have to notify the DMV, but you have to always make sure that you have your current hours posted on the front. But regardless of your retail business hours, a retail dealer's telephone must be answered from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. weekdays by a bona fide employee answering machine or answering service. So I want to repeat that. This is a common violation. Regardless of your retail business hours, a retail dealer's telephone must be answered from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m weekdays by a bona fide employee answering service or answering machine. Now, I want to talk about Texas's Texas's blue law, the Texas blue law. Texas blue law prohibits motor vehicle dealers from selling vehicles on a consecutive Saturday and Sunday. A dealer may be may choose to be open on a Saturday or Sunday, but never on a consecutive Saturday and Sunday. Okay. So you can never be open and sell motor vehicles on a consecutive Saturday and Sunday. You can choose a Saturday one weekend and a Sunday the following weekend, but dealers are strictly prohibited from selling motor vehicles on a consecutive Saturday and Sunday. Now, travel trailer and trailer semi-trailer dealers, they can operate seven days a week. So let's just say, for example, that you hold a motor vehicle license and a trailer license, then you can open on Saturdays and Sundays, but you cannot sell motor vehicles on a consecutive Saturday and Sunday. I want to repeat that. If you hold a motor vehicle license and say, for example, a trailer license, you can open on Saturdays and Sundays, but cannot sell vehicles on a consecutive Saturday and Sunday. Motor vehicles may only be sold on non-consecutive Saturdays and Sundays. Motor vehicle dealers may never, ever sell vehicles on a consecutive Saturday and Sunday. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. I want you to be aware that there is a new dealer surety bond requirement. Okay, this is a brand new law that went into effect on September 1st of 2021. So on September 1st of 2021, this new law went into effect. Okay, if you're an independent used motor vehicle dealer, you now must obtain and maintain a $50,000 dealer surety bond. I want to repeat that very important information. 
If you have a license that in the past required you to have a $25,000 dealer surety bond, which most of you did, now you must obtain and submit a $50,000 dealer surety bond with your dealer license renewal. Okay. Now, for some reason, you submit your proof of $25,000 bond that you did in the past, you will not be able to renew your dealer's license. They have changed this law and they have increased our dealer surety bond requirements. So if you had a $25,000 bond in the past, you have to have a $50,000 bond now. Okay. And also another part of that law that changed, you must also post your bond claimant information right next to your dealer's license. Okay. Now this could be a copy of your bond, or maybe it's got a phone number to your, to your dealer surety bond company. So the law not only changed the amount of our dealer surety bond, but the new law also requires that you post dealer surety bond claimant information right next to your dealer's license. So if you do not have, say, for example, a phone number to your dealer surety bond company posted right next to your dealer's license, this is a new violation of the law as of September 1st of 2021. Okay, so please keep that in mind. You know, you're probably aware you got to you got to post that license. You also have to post your bonding information right next to your license. Now, brand new law. Okay. Now, you've got to maintain that dealer surety bond during your entire dealer licensure period. Okay. If the state ever finds out that there's a dealership in Texas that does not have a current bond, that's a violation, a huge violation, and you can get your license immediately suspended. You will face penalties for that. Okay. Always remember the name on the bond and the address on the dealer surety bond must match exactly the name that has been filed with the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles. Bonds must be issued for two years, and they need to start on the first day of the month and end on the last day of the month, corresponding with your licensure term, okay? So say, for example, uh, say for example, the licensure term is February 1st of 2021 and ends on January 31st of twenty. 23, then you have to make sure that the bond corresponds with those dates. Okay. So the bond's got to be signed by you and a bonding company representative. And don't forget to submit the bond power of attorney with your dealer license renewal. These are common mistakes on dealer license renewals. I want to repeat that. So you'll be aware of this. When you're submitting your bond information, the bond's got to be signed by you and the bonding representative. And do not forget to submit your bond power of attorney with your dealer license uh, renewal. This is a very, very common law, so do please keep that in mind. And be sure to post this information right next to your dealer's license. This is a brand new Texas state law. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Real quick, I'll talk about the licensing with Office of Consumer Credit Commissioner. If you're financing, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you're telling every customer to bring in cash, and that's fine. We'd have a handful of dealers that still do that, but about 90% of your customers do need a loan for the vehicle that you're trying to sell them. So there's dealers that are telling everybody to just bring in cash. The way I look at it, they're turning away 90% of the market, you know. So, uh, you know, be, you know, maybe you're offering third-party financing. Maybe you're thinking about going in to buy here, pay here financing or something like that. Any dealer in the state of Texas that is assisting their customers in lending must be licensed with a Texas Office of Consumer Credit Commissioner, okay? I want to repeat that. If you're just brokering, basically offering third-party financing through some type of third-party lender, or maybe you are a buy-here-pay-here dealer, you're required by law to obtain a license with the Texas Office of Consumer Credit Commissioner. And let me give you their phone number in case you have questions. It's 512-936-7600. Once again, 512-936-7600. And if you do choose to uh, take our dealer license renewal course, we have step-by-step screenshots in that course that 
would show you exactly how to gain that license. Or you can view those videos at TexasDealers.com. We've got a lot of information that's free for you to watch. In fact, most of it is free. So you can go to TexasDealers.com and click on the dealer videos. There's a lot of helpful videos. They're kind of more geared to a person that's getting their license for the first time, but there's also some uh, good information for currently licensed dealers on there as well. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Records, records, records. Document everything that you do. I mean, you've been in business long enough to know you can't run this business without a copy machine or a scanner. You know, you, if you've got some document relating to the operation of this business, obviously you're aware you don't throw that document away. You're going to keep a copy of it. So you have to maintain records on all vehicles that are purchased, leased, and sold for a minimum of 48 months. That is four years. Got to keep all records a minimum of four years. And many dealers aren't aware of this, but the current and previous 13 months of records must be kept at the dealer's license location and be ready to be inspected by a Texas Department of Motor Vehicles uh, representative. So the 13 months previous have to be kept at the license location. The remaining 35 months of your records can be stored at a location other than your license location as long as it's in the same county as your dealership. So did you get all that? We have to keep all records a minimum of four years. The past 13 months records have to be kept at your license location. The 35 months before that can actually be stored at another location outside your dealership as long as the location is in the same county as your dealership. So your records can be stored via paper or electronically. Got to be stored for at least four years. Federal law requires some records to be kept at least five years, okay? I always recommend making two copies of everything. One goes to your customer and one goes into your records. So hopefully you'll learn more about that in your dealer license training. As a reminder, we are approved by the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles to provide your training. Uh, This is a project we worked on two years. We worked on this project for two years before we were approved by the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles. And obviously there were some delays with COVID and things like that. But if you can imagine uh, two years of work that have went into a training course, I think you'll find this course very advantage, very advantageous to your dealership. And as I always State, you know, read the reviews. You'll see reviews on our texasdealers.com reviews page by persons that are taking the startup course. But we have a lot of reviews also from currently licensed dealers just like yourself that are uh, uh, taking the renewal course. So I think, uh, you know, you will probably find out there are some non-compliance issues with your dealership that you may not be aware of. And our job is to help you maintain your 100% compliance so you can always maintain 100% profits and you never get a fine or a license suspension, which would definitely uh, break your revenue stream. So that's something that we certainly want to make sure that you're aware of. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Quick reminder, you know, if you were licensed for the first time after September 1st of 2009, the state is going to require you to take that renewal course. Uh, the course can be taken on your computer or your phone. Just have to make sure that you are using Google Chrome. If you do decide to take that course, we certainly would appreciate Uh, becoming your Texas dealer license training partner. Okay, we're going to do everything we can to help you run your business and maximize your profits. That's what uh, that's what our job is. But as as a quick reminder, before we end the podcast, always remember, Texas law requires that all dealer licenses are displayed prominently at your business location. I know how hard you have worked for your dealer's license. I know how proud you are of 
that dealer's license, make sure you're displaying it prominently. You don't want to be uh, you know, storing that in a desk drawer or a vault or something like that. If you ever do have a records inspection, you know, if a Texas Department of Motor Vehicles representative does stop by your dealership unannounced, which they do, I want you to be aware of that, they do records inspections, they're going to come in and they're going to hand you a card and it'll have their name and it'll have the state seal embossed on it and things like that. And they're going to tell you, hey, I'm here. I want to take a look at your records. Uh, but before I do, where is your dealer's license? Uh, they're going to look for it immediately, and they want to see it displayed prominently. You know, so you want to make sure they're not that you're not pulling that out of the back of some desk drawer or something like that. So make sure to display your dealer license prominently. And the new law also requires that you display your bond claimant information right next to your dealer's license as well. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. As a quick overview, remember all Texas dealer licenses are valid for two years from the date of issuance. And all renewals and amendments must be submitted through the e-licensing system. Okay, and to give you, uh, just to give you a little bit of uh, information here, it is your responsibility to renew your dealer license in a timely manner. You should always submit your renewal at least 45 days before the license expires. Dealers have up to 90 days before and after the license expiration date to renew, but they do have late penalties. Late penalties are charged when a renewal application is submitted more than 30 days after the licensure expiration date. A $200 penalty must be paid if your application is submitted 31 to 60 days past the expiration date. The penalty increases to $400 if an application is submitted 61 to 91 days past the expiration date. And uh, just as a reminder, it gets pretty expensive uh, if you do not renew your license in a timely period, in a timely manner. We cover that extensively in your dealer renewal course. Also, a dealer may operate multiple locations within the same city limits, but uh, dealers must submit an am- amendment application through e- e-licensing if you're relocating in the same city or you're adding or removing additional locations. Any additional locations in the same city are considered supplemental locations and they do not require a separate dealer's license. So always remember, dealer licenses are city-specific, and a separate dealer's license is required for every city a dealer is operating in. If you relocate to a new city, then you got to have a new dealer's license, including a new dealer's surety bond. Uh, that would certainly be required. So independent mobility vehicles may – I'm sorry, independent mobility – I'm going to try that one more time, okay? Independent motor vehicle dealers – may also operate as a salvage dealer without obtaining that separate salvage license. So they changed that law. So dealers, independent mobility, I'm sorry, independent motor vehicle dealers may operate as a salvage dealer with your retail license, uh, but you may only operate at the same business location for which your license is issued. And if you do also decide to operate as a salvage dealer, you also have to have a sales and use tax permit number and a national motor vehicle title information system number. That's a NIMVITS number if you're also requ- if you're also going to be operating as a salvage dealer. So, you know, as a reminder, all GDN and salvage inventory must remain separate at all times. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Just a quick review. When you're renewing your license, remember, it's got to be submitted electronically through e-licensing. You need to make sure that all that information is correct. GDNs are city-specific. And, uh, you know, when you're renewing that license, obviously, you're going to be uploading several documents through there. Uh, and, and by the way, when e-licensing is best used with Google Chrome or Mozilla Firefox, so they want you to be aware of that. And if you do decide to take the dealer training course with us, Google Chrome is the recommended browser. It, uh, our, our course does operate with other 
um, with other browsers, but it does work with the best. So for the quickest training environment uh, and training experience, if you decide to take our dealer training course, then you definitely want to make sure that you are using Google Chrome. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Hey, thank you very much for listening to this compliance overview. I hope that you have found this advantageous. If you currently have a dealer's license, we want to make sure and help you maintain your compliance. If you were licensed for the first time after September 1st of 2009, the state does require that you take a three-hour renewal course, and I think that you'll uh, find that very informational. Uh, All you have to do is click on that blue Enroll Now button at the very top of TexasDealers.com. So we would definitely love to serve you as your Texas dealer licensed training partner. Now, I want to wish you the very best of luck with your business. Now, get off this podcast and get back onto your lot and get out there and start making money. Thank you very much and good luck with the operation of your Texas dealership.